silly, silly gooses. You thought that you were going to listen to another episode of our podcast, didn't you? They're not? Nope. This episode is over. We did it. (laughs) That's so mean. Well, it's maybe a little childish and maybe a little immature. Maybe something that a little jokester named Deadpool would do. Mm. It is our episode on Deadpool. You asked for it. You want it. You're getting it. This episode is is going to be funnier, faster, and better than the other ones. And it's Deadpool. Wow. Don't, don't, I don't know. Don't raise your expectations too much. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. My name's Micah McCaw. My name's Jordan McCaw. Hey, what the heck is this podcast called? Macaw po- the Macaw Podcast Universe. And what in the world and why does it exist? To prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And here we are. Here we are. We've gone through, I think we're well past the halfway point of X-Men movies. Um, And we are doing the first R-rated X-Men movie. The first R-rated kind of superhero movie, at least in this kind of genre. And it's scary. No, it's funny. (laughs) I don't know what kind of energy I have right now, but it's strange. Um, Yeah, so this movie, for those listening along and have listened to all of them, you know that I dropped out of X-Men, and I was like, I don't need to see the Wolverine. Proven wrong. came back for Deadpool. I was building up to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, we both went and saw Deadpool, Jordan and I, because we were excited about this movie. I remember the first time I saw it was not your first time. That's right. It wasn't. And we did see it on Women's Appreciation Day. That's right. I have a random memory of that. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't see it because of that, but because of the movie, it made it a little bit funnier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I liked it. I think you liked it. Yeah. We watched it again like a year later at your grandma's house, which you don't remember that when you were house sitting. Oh, okay, maybe yeah. just you and me. Yep. Really? Uh huh. That seems weird. I mean, we were dating, and you were house sitting at your grandparents, and I, I remember went we watched over Drive. I think it was the same day. Really? Yeah. You were just house sitting. We just hung out and watched a movie. Oh, I know. I just I'm a little surprised to be Deadpool. Yeah, it was. It really was. Hmm. And then last night we watched it again. Yeah. Three times. Well, yeah. Or I guess four for you. No, for you. you. It was my first time at theaters when I saw it and your second time seeing it. By the time I saw it for one time, you had seen oh, it Oh, I thought already. you said the opposite. Oh, so no. I guess I'd already seen it. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember watching it uh, without you. That's my memory. Mm. Well, um... Yeah, so, and, and also for those who've listened, you've probably heard me kind of, kind of reference Deadpool like, oh, brother. And the, of course, there's the great Ryan Reynolds debacle of the Hobbs and Shaw episode that came out about a year ago. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think I've, over the course of, whenever was the last time you and I watched it, I think I've convinced myself that this movie actually sucks. Okay. And when we watched it last night, I was like, no, this is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this movie. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I think especially contextually, when you think about like the height of the amount, like now officially in 2016, superhero movies are officially like unescapable. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd been kind of building for years and years and years, but this is like, no, no, no. They are like the only thing that's playing or that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when this movie came out, it was such a a jolt of like lightning to the genre that it was incredibly exciting. Yeah. It's almost like just what the genre needed. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it did. I think it did. Um, and then, yeah, so I've, I had convinced myself that it was bad. We watched it last night and I'm wrong. I think it, you convinced good. yourself that one though, because the second one's not as good. And as yeah. time has passed, you've maybe thought, I just Maybe the first together. one's not as good as I remember it either. That's kind of what I thought it might be. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah. Let me put my words into your mouth. Thank you. But it, it is true. I, I mean, I really, really didn't like the, the second movie. And now I'm kind of curious where I'm going to lie on that. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll be like, oh, it, it was well, funny. This one, <laughs> this one is an origin story. But it, it's an origin story in a way that has never been told before, which makes it so exciting. Even watching it last night, they don't do them like this. Uh, okay, what do you mean? Because in this, the the first like scene in the movie is also the credits. It's also, there's also a, once the, we're done with the credits, we go to when he's in the taxi before that scene happens. Yeah. Then we get to that scene, we get that fun action. And then in the middle of that scene, he takes us to a flashback that lasts for a while. We come back to that scene, goes a little bit longer. It's just like the the storytelling is so like not linear. Yeah. And in, in a very fun way. Yeah. And that I, that I I feel like in origin stories it is it is often just very straightforward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That Yeah, so yeah, that, no, no, no. So I, this is a very refreshing story for sure for me. Yeah, the just yeah, just the basic um setting, like the way it's told mm-hmm. makes it more interesting. Um one one of the reasons they did that uh is because of the budgetary reasons cuz this movie has a very low budget. Okay. And so they figured they could extend the first fight scene. Really? And make it basically three fight scenes if they uh were doing flashbacks. So another example of how limitations are good. Well, uh, yes, and that's okay. So uh, that that's a great segue here. Um, we got to talk about how this movie was made because it's actually pretty interesting. Um, so if you'll remember, in let's see, two thousand four, David S. Goyer and Ryan Reynolds are working together on Blade Trinity, and they start talking about and working on Deadpool because the ex- Ryan Reynolds is in the Blade Root movie. Blade Runner or Blade Trinity, not Blade Runner. I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. Uh, that's famously the one that sucks, apparently. Oh, just that one? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Whoa, okay. Hot take. The second Jordan. one was bonkers. Did we watch weird. the second one? I think we did. Oh, I've never seen what it. What happens in the first one? Uh, the first one is the one with the blood rave. Yes. And. Um, but isn't there stuff with his mom? Yeah. That's in the first movie? Yeah, I've never seen the second I movie. I thought that was in the second yeah. movie. Yeah. I I mean, I'll just be frank. You haven't seen the second movie. I just movie. remember I when know we you got haven't seen to it. that part in the movie. Awesome movie. But when we got to that part in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, this is dated like crazy. 
Yeah. Like how she gives birth to him and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, every, not even effects wise, just everything about it is okay. so dated. And we'll, we'll, I don't remember I, we, it we'll, enough to know. We'll dig into that whenever we cover it because it's worth covering. I mean, we we want to cover that at some point. Yeah, totally. We we should. Maybe when the Blade movie is getting ready to come out, we can cover it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so those two guys are working on it. And, and the X-Men movies, the original trilogy, is doing well enough that it's like, you know, they're wanting to explore this further. Um. And so they're working, they're kind of like throwing around ideas and whatnot. And Reynolds got interested in the character when he was reading a comic of the character. Wait, he can read? (laughs) That's so mean. And uh, in in a Deadpool comic, someone asked Deadpool what he looks like. And he says, Ryan Reynolds crossed with a Sharpay. And he was like, man, I should do this. So he, he like literally rose to the occasion. Yeah. Answered the call. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this um, is this is after I'm sorry, this is after the other Deadpool appearance? No. This is before. Okay. No, this is all before. So then in two thousand nine they come out with X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Deadpool character is in it, as well as Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Now we talked about that in our episode. Go back and listen to it. Uh it's a terrible adaption of the character. Nobody likes that adaption um, it, it, for Deadpool, at least. It doesn't really make any sense. And so, uh, but but on the opening weekend, the box office receipts are coming in for Wolverine, and they're like, let's move forward with this Deadpool movie oh, that you guys okay. have been bouncing around. And so in 2010, they uh, the two guys start writing the script. The writers are Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are writing partners, and they worked on the Zombieland movies. Okay. Uh, the Deadpool movies. Uh, yeah, so, you know, people know who they are. Did anyone like Zombieland 2? It felt like it was an overwhelming meh. Okay. Was the impression I got. We missed it. Yeah. I, by the time it came out, I was like, I don't want to see this. By the time it came out, I felt meh. I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they start working on the script, and then here's where it starts getting wild. 2011, a movie starring Ryan and Reynolds comes out. Ryan and Reynolds. <laughs> a movie starring Ryan Reynolds <laughs> comes out called Green Lantern. Yes. Now, that movie does horribly. Uh-huh. Everybody hates it. It doesn't do well at the box office, doesn't do well critically. And as the Hollywood Reporter reports, this sets back Deadpool as everyone... Oh, no, this is what I said. This sets... <laughs> Sets back Deadpool as everyone and their mother hates it, is what I said. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. Okay, is this the one... What's the one that Seth Rogen's in? Green Hornet. I, I always get them mixed up. Yeah. Is, is the Green Hornet a comic book thing? I believe it is, yeah. Is it a Marvel comic? No. Green Lantern is, though. DC. Oh. The Green Lantern is DC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's why, if you remember, when they started getting a little more... Uh, I guess what's the word like courageous with their DC Extended Universe logo? Do you remember this? No, I I I don't remember which movie it was that it premiered, but it was like a logo that showed you know Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, but it's Aquaman. Like, it's like amorphous block. Like there's it's not showing the actors, right? No, it, it's like animated. They're animated yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah. Amorphous is the wrong word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. It was kind of strange because it was like that 
there's been no attempt to do anything with Green Lantern. So Green Lantern is that popular though that it's notable. Yeah, he's he's one of the marquee characters for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, just a quick, just a quick <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing for me, um, he wears a ring. Yeah, and that gives him powers. Yeah, and what does he do? He can see in the dark. Uh, funny. I think he can create anything with it. Really? I think so. I've never read one. I've never seen a movie. This is all osmosis. I, I, yeah. You know, I'm so DC illiterate for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Okay. Um, all, all I know is that everyone hated this Ryan Reynolds <laughs> movie. So it sets the project back. Yeah. They don't want to make it. Uh, well, well, they want to make it, I think. But they want to revisit. They want to revisit, and there's been this, like, we are going to make an R-rated movie. There's no other way to do this. But since Green Lantern does so poorly, are they like, They're like let's think, rethink about the rated R? Yeah, exactly. Um, and and, and as, the, as this Hollywood reporter points out, this article points out, like, they were going for an R-rated movie that was basically only going to appeal to young men. So you have a one-quadrant Okay. Like box office availability there. Oh, okay. From what they can gather. Okay. It turns out that they were really wrong. Yeah. But um I understand. Yeah. But then the studio uh is nervous about it and they give Tim Miller, who is the director of this movie, he's mm-hmm. directed two movies, this movie and Terminator Dark Fate. So we've talked about him before. The good one. Yeah, the really okay. good one. Uh that no one saw and was a huge bomb, but uh is actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's better than this movie, I think. Yeah, I, I um, would. Yeah, I like it more. Although this is maybe more original than yeah. the Terminator movie. Uh, so the studio gives Miller a low six-figure budget to go and make a test reel. Uh, they give him a huge bu- budget to make a test no, 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 reel? No, no, that's, no, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. Okay. Well, what is a test reel then? So the test reel is things that they do often where it's like, okay, we want you to shoot or like make an animatic or something like okay. that, so we understand what this movie is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's exactly what he starts working on with okay. Reynolds and the writers. And by the way, Tim Miller gets the job because he's worked on visual effects in the X Men movies, and oh. then he made like some other like notable stuff that that people really liked, like internet wise. Oh, okay. Um, that were visual effects things. Which I think explains why Colossus's visual effects in this movie, but we'll get to that. Mm. Um, and so the execs see the test footage, and they're like, "I don't think so." And the test footage is Deadpool sitting on the overpass, drawing, listening to music, making some jokes that are a little bit different from the movie, jumping down into the car, making jokes that are different from the movie. It's all like CG. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so it's like that he's first... fighting bad guys. Yeah, and it, it's most uh, most of that action is in the movie. Okay. Um, but, like, he just tells different jokes instead. And even some of the jokes are still in the movie. Oh, okay. Did um, you watch it? I did watch it before uh, recording. Um, so they have this thing. They really believe in it. And then someone leaks the footage of this test reel. Which is a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked in their favor. Well, and to this day, no one knows who leaked it. Really? Still. Really? These four guys are all say, basically, they'll say things like this, where they're like, I don't know who leaked it, but boy, that was a good idea. <laughs> okay, so one of them leaked it. 
I think so. But yeah. but also in in the, this again this Hollywood Reporter uh, uh, article I was reading, they also said like maybe someone at Fox leaked it so they could see what the fan reaction was going to be and then greenlight the movie if it's good. This feels like a Silicon Valley situation. It does. Yeah. Um, it's kind of smart. Yeah. Uh, it makes you wonder. I mean, well, aren't things leaked on purpose these days? I I think so. I think stuff uh, yeah. gets leaked on purpose. Um, but I I do think it was one of these guys. Okay, I, I, that's that's pretty funny. Reading reading the article, I think the director leaked the footage. Okay, he's probably so pissed at that point. Yeah, well, he's like, and, what do I have to lose? And I think he is like fifty. And so the article pointed out, like, what what is he? He wants to make his first movie. What's the worst that's going to happen? That he, he won't be able to make a movie in Hollywood. It's like, well, he was never able to make one so far. So it's like, who cares? Oh, okay. You know? Which, He's not some young guy that's like ruining his shot. Like in terms of that. Yeah, like if he burns a bridge, it's like, ah, who cares, dude? Yeah. So, um, and then a month after the footage comes out, to which you know, all these like, uh, for lack of a better term, like, oh, like, uh, no, no, like pop culture, mm-hmm. like sites and stuff are saying, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is what we want out of a Deadpool movie and what, stuff. What kind of animation was it? Two D. Uh, 3D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just curious. Um, but uh, yeah, a month after that footage leaks, they greenlight the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're they're feeling pretty confident about it. Um, but then, th- so they they get stuck with, which is pretty significant, a fifty eight million dollar budget. Wow. To make a superhero movie. Yeah. That's crazy low. Yeah. Um. And so when they find out that it's that low of a budget, because they, they it was even going to be seven to eight million higher than that, and it was it was even less than that, so they had to cut nine pages, okay, from their script like the day that that it's greenlit because oh, okay, they won't be able to Probably do it. Probably some heavy action stuff. Well, it included the removal of a motorcycle chase at the end of the twelve bullets fight, and having Deadpool forget his bag of guns before the final battle sequence, so they didn't have to ch- do all the gun shooting Which at the works end. Works in their favor. It does. Um, Reese, one of the writers, said it was that last lean and mean chop that got us to to a place where Fox was willing to make it. The script was very efficient and not too long. That was a function of budget more than anything, but I think it really made the movie pace nicely. So now I got to know how much money this movie made. Well, I can tell you. So, and mind you, remember, this is rated R. Mm-hmm. Okay, so rated R movies don't make as much money as PG-13 movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the movie has a $58 million budget, and in the U.S., it makes $363 million. Holy crap, that's a lot of money. Which is much more than Days of Future Past. Yeah. Made. I think Days of Future Past was in the 200s or less, yeah. maybe? I. Yeah. domestically yeah and then worldwide this movie makes 782 oh my gosh so what's the budget budget for the next movie like 200 million dollars well there's a lot to talk about with that because yeah. there's a lost creative team over the budget really tim miller was supposed to direct the second one. Oh, he didn't yeah and i guess i'll say what from my memory he didn't like that they wanted to have a higher budget and make a bigger movie and he was like, "No, this movie should stay, yeah, like low budget, and and stay like we're we're just trying to scrape by because yeah. that's what made the first movie so good." Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, 
and so yeah, the movie comes out February twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Um, a couple of other interesting things about it: the final makeup for Reynolds. Uh, Did you hear how hard Gilmore hit his head on the floor? He threw his head down hard. He's, he's tired. He's going through something today. I feel bad for L- him. A little depression, maybe. I don't know. I don't anyway. know. Yeah. Um. So the the makeup for Ryan when he is yeah all disfigured is uh nine silicon prosthetics to cover his head which took several hours to apply mm-hmm. uh fox was unwilling to pay reese and wernick the two writers to be on set every day so reynolds paid for their salaries oh. to be on set well if that doesn't make you like ryan reynolds just a little bit more yeah, i don't know what good. will um and then they they did not work on any effects for Colossus until the movie was edited so that they wouldn't waste any of their budget on shots that didn't make it into the movie. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's very smart. Okay. I still have, I'm still a little confused by it, but that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, Miller, uh, the director was like, he didn't like the version of Colossus that they had. Sure. Uh, in the other movie, he said, um, that he wanted like a seven and a half foot tall, like Russian accent, like the real deal comic book wise. Mm-hmm. And him and Ryan Reynolds were like, we want to make like one of the most, like the most like faithful comic book movie. But if it wouldn't have been faithful, if he could change into a person. Yeah, no, it would. I, I think after reading this and seeing that he comes from VFX, I think he was probably like, we can do this and I want to do this. Okay. You know, that's, that's my guess. Okay. Uh, and you know, he's not in the movie too much. No, no, no. And especially if you're waiting to edit and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And I don't mind that he never changes, but it is, it's it's a choice. Curious as to why. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. There, there was never like something that I read that, that was like, this is why we did well, you it. Know, a you big know? reason is if they were editing after that means while filming, they had to do, they had to figure out the perspective shots. Yeah. So they had this really tall man who's wearing like platform shoes so that he's like the size. And that's of probably that alone is probably why they didn't, that they just kept him classes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually. <laughs> hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, also Deadpool, the character, was made in 1990. That's when he came out. Wow, that's late. So yeah, he's one of the newer ones. Has that he we've always seen. been foul-mouthed? I think so. Wow. But I don't know. What a um, turd. Cinematography is Ken Sang. S- yeah, Sung. Uh, Ken Sung. S-E-N-G. Uh, and he did Terminator Dark Fate, so we talked about him. And then the music is by Tom Holkenborg, who we talked about him on our Mad Max Fury Road episode. Okay. And on the score, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, whoa, they sampled Beat It because there's like those bells that are like gong, gong, gong. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I found out that's a synthesizer oh. and it's called the Sin Clavier. Uh, so Micah, when you listen in the future, because you are curious what that sound was, cause you want to buy a synth, it's the Sin Clavier and it might even be the Sin Clavier too. 
Um, yeah, so he's not necessarily actually... He, they didn't sample beat it. He just got that synth and did that sound. Got it. Yeah. Okay, in terms of actors, we have Marena Bakarin, who plays Vanessa. She is also in Serenity V. Serenity Now. Mm-hmm. She's in The Flash Show, The Endgame. Not Endgame, The Endgame. Wow, a lot of adjacent Why stuff here. Why would they here. name a movie that in 2022? Uh, this is a 2022 movie. So that they can get people to... Make a mistake. Yeah. Well, wait, is the movie about chess? <laughs> nope. It's a sexy and twisted high show on how far some people will go for love, justice, and the most valuable commodity in the world, truth. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Name it something else. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then we have TJ Miller. Is he in the second one? Yep. Okay. Um, he is in Silicon Valley. I think he kind of got a start. In, I mean, he's a comedian, but yeah. uh, as an actor in Cloverfield, I feel like that's got to be one of his that first was things. That, yeah. Um, which I would like to rewatch that movie for various reasons, but one just to see what he's yeah. like in it. Cause I didn't know him yet. Can we talk about Cloverfield for a second? Sure. Cause we started this podcast. Uh, I think it's been four years now. And, uh, I, I I always liked the idea of the Cloverfield movies. Yeah. It, it's such an interesting idea. Um, and so I thought, oh, yeah, we're going to cover that someday. But when we watched the third one, the Cloverfield Paradox, uh, when it came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, I could not imagine rewatching that movie. And isn't that other one, the World War II one, like really bad? I don't think that that actually. I think that that did was, it not come out. I don't. No, no. I didn't wind up being connected to Cloverfield. I don't think. Oh, like the last minute they took out that one scene. That yeah, connects yeah. It. Well, when once I once I saw the the ending of Cloverfield Paradox, where it like is the Cloverfield connection, was when I was kind of like, oh, okay, they truly, the they truly are just slapping on the Cloverfield connections. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of figured that by the way the second one is, yeah. which I do really like, but it's like, you, you can see how. I just wish it didn't yeah. go downhill that quickly because it's such an interesting concept that we don't have. Oh yeah. No, no. It it would have been cool. It yeah. would have been so cool. Especially like spanning different genres and yeah. stuff. Like what about two people who fall in love and then the apocalypse happens? Yeah. You know? Bummer. Yeah. Um, anyway. He's also in Big Hero 6. And underwater. This is interesting. I haven't really been up to date. Oh, he's in Ready Player One. Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, also, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I haven't really been up to date on him, uh, but he he got into some trouble a couple years ago um, for right. problems that he was having. And it's interesting to see that he's in something in even like 2020. Oh, yeah. I just, I haven't. I, I've I've like see that he tours and does comedy still, but I've always been curious about acting wise how it's been going. I know, yeah. I I I don't know that we were talking about this the other day because we used to be like huge fans. Who's still cashing in with T.J. Miller? That got me into podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like after after all of his like stuff that he went through, which I think there was one allegation, and then and then there was like. There's like assaulting someone, and then there was the bomb threat. The bomb threat on a train. So like some pretty not good things to yeah. do. Um, he, I, it, the, my kind of theory is like he might recover as a comedian, 
But like he was never that good of an actor, so it's like no, yeah. it, it's kind of like I think if you're a producer or creating a show, like why would you do that? No, no, no I know that, but it's it's just like he's he will most likely miss out on being in a lot of comedy movies now. Yeah, be, because of those things. I mean, well, well, and then don't, you, you know what I mean. Don't forget that he, everyone from Silicon Valley eventually came out and was like, yeah, he was like a tyrant on set. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wish him the best, but yeah. in le- well, yeah. Anyway, it's just interesting. It's yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ed Screen. I'm not saying that correctly, but he plays Ajax. He is also in Alita: Battle Angel. Good job. Okay, I, I was right. Um, he's also in If Beale Street Could Talk. Really? Yeah, he plays a police officer, so probably oh, in okay, the, in the scene. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that though. I kind of do now. That movie is so good. Very good. Great score. One of the best scores ever. Love that score. Ever made. Naked Singularity. Um, Mona Lisa I've and the Blood I've heard of Moon. a singularity before, and I've heard of naked, but a and naked Maleficent. singularity. <laughs> Karan Sony uh, plays Dopinder. Dopinder. Um, Dopinder. Dopinder. Yeah. Um, he is in Miracle Workers, and he's so funny in it. Um, he's also in Safety Not Guaranteed. Office Christmas party. I've heard of safety guarantee. Okay, but I remember this. Not this guaranteed? actor is one of like every once in a while an actor will po- start popping up in movies and shows and stuff, and it's like, whoa, that person used to be in those commercials. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I forget. I feel like it was like. I it think it wasn't an insurance commercial. It I think he's else. overcome it because I, I don't it was remember like Microsoft his or something. But yeah, he's he's great. He's so funny. Colossus is played by Stefan Cap. Kapisic, Kapikic. Um, he's also in Better Call Saul. Huh? He plays Casper. I don't know who that is. I'll look it up while you're talking. Um, he's in some Call of Duty stuff, Chicago Med, December, and more. Okay. Oh, he's one of the construction workers in Better Call Saul. From when? Uh, remember when oh, they're building the Oh, one of the German the construction workers. Yeah. Okay. Then Brianna, Brianna Hildebrand plays Negasonic Teenage... What? Negasonic Teenage... I want to say Warrior? I want to say Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think it, it is... It off her name, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, ne- I, I think I did write it. We'll find it later. We'll find it as we go. Um, She is also in Tragedy Girls, The Exorcist... Uh, The Exorcist... Oh, show. Okay. Um, Lucifer... Trinkets, Momster, Runt, blah blah blah. Um and I think that's it. Oh, I did I did want to cover where'd she go? Did oh, you do she Angel Dust? Gina Carano. Yeah. Um she is in she was in the Mandalorian until she got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um and then she's also in oh, she's in Fast and Furious Six. I wonder if we covered her though. Oh yeah, she was in that. Boy. Oh, remember, remember how, remember, well, go back and listen to our episode, but remember how we, we watched Fast Five and we were like, oh, okay, now I get it. Like, the movies are all going to be good now. And then we watched Six and it was like, oh my gosh, this might be the worst one yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already mentioned that we are having a baby on this on this uh, series, like, uh, I think last week, so... That's happening, and I am hoping so badly that it is going to make it so we can't go to the theaters to see Fast 10, and we just we have to cover o- it later. We can only hope and pray. Yeah. 
It's all up to you, baby. <laughs> it's all up to you. But it's a movie supposed to come out. I think June, and I think early June. But you're going to oh. be, you know, nine months pregnant. Are you really going to want to go to the theaters? I won't be nine months pregnant then, but will I? Well, because isn't it kind of like 10 months, basically? I think so. Yeah. Your phone is blowing up. I know. It's, uh, yeah, you just have to ignore it because you can't get rid of the iMessage stuff. But it's 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 one of the group chats that's set to mute, so oh. I, I'll just look at it later. Oh. Well, you're you're missing a lot of stuff in there right now. Yeah. Can you see it? I can't read it. That would be crazy. You're kind of far away from the computer. not wearing my glasses. Um, okay, so let me delete this thing because I don't have to edit that part yet, so we're good. Um, but by the way, Apple, if you're listening, make it so that you can turn off the messages because I love using the message on my the computer. App? The app is not even on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just you have to unsign out of iMessage in order to. Oh, that's too much. Make the messages go away. It's very stupid. Uh, amongst many stupid things that they've done, you know. Do you have you ever seen Jeremy's mouse debacle? Oh no, what is that? So they have a wireless mouse, and they they have it so that to charge it. It's underneath the mouse. You have to plug it in with one of the iPhone chargers. Okay. So you can't use it. What? When you're when you're charging it. Why? But they should make it so that you plug into the top and so that still use it. Yeah. What? I know. Isn't that stupid? A design flaw. That makes and, no sense. Well, it's just like how they did the thing where it's like now you can't charge your phone and plug in your headphones. You know, they yeah. just do stupid stuff like this, and they're like, if we do it long enough, no one's gonna get mad. Yeah. And then everyone has to buy AirPods because yeah. they want well, to charge why, the phone. That's the phone thing. That's why. Yeah. But th- I feel like they did that way before AirPods came out. Boy, that's just, that's kind of just stealing money. And ready yeah. to make that purchase. Uh, having said that, though, I got no complaints on Logic, which is the Apple branded. Oh, that's an Apple thing? Well, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't get it on uh, other. So what do people want with a Microsoft to use? They'll probably use Pro Tools. Oh. Yeah. And every time I see Pro Tools, it hurts my head. It just doesn't look as good. Well, that's the thing with Apple is the user experience is yeah. just better. But uh, people swear by Pro Tools. I mean, my last album was uh, mixed on Pro Tools. Really? And recorded on Pro Tools. Really? But all the demos, Logic Pro, baby. If you ever want to get listen to the demos, come on over, folks. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want to show them to you. <laughs> uh, okay, so the movie begins. And uh, we're seeing like slow motion of mid-action it's very violent and it is giving credits to everyone that are all jokes about them Mm -hmm. for example starring god's perfect idiot Mm -hmm. that's my favorite one yeah um from the studios that brought you uh you know green lantern jokes like that written by the real heroes here yeah um all of that I mean, that's a pretty great way to start the movie. Yeah. It sets the tone, and it you, does. like, know what movie you're going to watch, like, yeah. right away. Especially because a guy has a cigarette burn in the middle of his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to walk out of the theater, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I said credits are really great. And then um, he is in the cab talking to Dup Ender. Yeah. Yeah. He, this is... It's funny because tone continues he's sitting in the back seat bored yeah so bored that he just eventually crawls through the little window so he can have a buddy to talk to and that's when we learn i do love the 
the microscopic subplot of Dopinder's love love triangle that he's going through. Yeah. And just the, the language he uses is, she would have made me a very agreeable wife. <laughs> but his cousin is more handsome and more crafty than he is. You yeah. have to be crafty to win a wife. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And, and Deadpool gives him some advice and doesn't pay him when he gets to his destination in the middle of the freeway. How about a Chris, a Chris high five? Yeah. Um, this is, could you imagine if you saw this as a middle schooler, how insufferable you would be on the playground? The amount of like one liners there are to quote from this movie. If you were a middle schooler, middle schoolers shouldn't be watching this. You know, middle schoolers are watching Deadpool. Come on. We all would have loved to have watched Deadpool when we were middle schoolers, except there would have been like three scenes that I would have been like, I'm scared. What's interesting about this being a rated R movie. It's, it's not just rated R because of the swearing Uh and yeah, the swearing and the crude behavior and the gore, the gore. But it's also a hard R for the the sex. There's a lot of sex in this there movie. There is, yeah. Which I, I th- th- it's so, a little surprising. I, well, it's particularly kind of interesting. And like, I think it is more shocking because superhero movies, and people have talked about this, uh, like over the past, you know, 20 years, for the most part, they've become, like, more and more sexless. Yeah. Um, and whether, wherever you stand on that, whatever, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, they used to maybe have, like, a sex scene or something like that, and now, like, like if you watch a Marvel movie, there's nothing like that. No. Like, like, She-Hulk was, you know, like, crazy because yeah. she was, like, going and sleeping with guys. She was going on dates and stuff. Yeah, nothing graphic at all. No. Um, and so... For for a superhero movie to have like some graphic sex in it is kind of like it feels like worse than than another movie doing it. I know you're like, it's oh my weird. gosh, you're not supposed it's to so do weird. it in these types of movies. Do you remember in is it Winter Soldier? Is it Winter Soldier when um, we find out that Captain America is like in a relationship with Peggy Carter's granddaughter, granddaughter and you think to yourself. I don't think they thought about this one. <laughs> <laughs> My mind's going a lot of places now, and I don't think the movie's supposed to make me go there, but that's where my mind's at yeah. right now. So, yeah. Well, and then they make it even worse because in She-Hulk, remember they talk about how uh, Cap- uh, Steve Rogers, they argue that he wasn't a virgin when he died. Yeah. Which makes it an even zoinksier situation, if you ask me. Wasn't a virgin when he died. It was like kind of a bit in one uh, of yeah, the episodes. I, yeah. Anyway. Okay. You clearly don't want to talk about it. No, no, no. It. I'm just thinking about it because <laughs> I guess they wouldn't know what we saw that he like f- fell in love and had children <laughs> with Peggy Carter. Oh, at the. Well, I guess we never Endgame? saw that he had children, but yeah, in Endgame. Yeah. Oh, they no were one, talking no about pre Endgame. They were talking oh. pre that. Okay, okay, okay. Pre his ship going down and him getting frozen in the ice. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm just thinking. About I guess it all it's now. a Deadpool episode. We can let it l- fly a little looser on this <laughs> on this episode. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'm just truly th- trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. The intricacies of Marvel. <laughs> um, so one thing I want to talk about is um, because frankly, if we just sit here and talk about all the jokes, how fun is that going to be to listen to? You know what yeah, I mean? About as fun as listening to us describe action. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at the beginning of this movie, he's uh, you know on the overpass, as we already kind of discussed in the test footage, and then throughout you're seeing 
his costume and his mask. And I want to talk about this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the costume design is great. Yeah. It has a nice it's, texture it's, to it. It's a, like, take some notes out of this movie. Yeah. For future movies, maybe, on how good the costume looks and how I think it really is Ryan Reynolds in a suit. Actually. It is. It is, yeah. And then they do some CGI on his face. They do. Exactly. Yeah, so, so CGI-wise, he has a mask on. And they they do actually have eyes that they can switch out on set. Oh, cool! Uh, but they are they are animating the eyes. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they're also trying to match expressions like touching up the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with with like how his chin's moving and stuff like that. Yeah. Now here's here is the thing, and I I feel like I heard this before the movie came out. Um, and you still see these issues today in superhero movies there's kind of this idea where it's like when you read a deadpool comic or a spider-man comic those two are good examples because their face are completely covered Mm -hmm. the artist is able to adjust their eyes like crazy and adjust their mouth and like do all this stuff and keep them in costume and so you you have these really expressive heroes and it's always a fear that when you put on a mask I think there's always a studio and director fear that you put on the mask and the and the audience will like not be able to connect to the character anymore. Yeah, no one remembers the movie The Mask and saw how expressive Jim Carrey remained throughout that movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Never saw it. Um mm, I, I think that's okay. Yeah, it, it feels like I missed the boat, and if I watch it now, I won't have any fun. As a kid, I thought it was funny. Yeah. There's no way yeah. today. Um, But yeah, so there's kind of always that thought process, I think, and I think you see it a lot in Marvel movies uh, or superhero movies where like characters are like constantly taking off their masks. Uh-huh. And this movie pretty much sticks to him having the mask on. Probably because they didn't want to do the makeup. <laughs> well, like, like pick pick your poison. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's a better representation yeah. of the comic, and, and I think it looks cooler, and I think it's a proof of concept, like, no, no, you actually can pull it off. Absolutely. Because he doesn't look fake. No. His face, ever, I no. don't think. I mean, sometimes, like, the body does if he's doing some weird stunt or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. But uh, the face, even today, you know, uh, seven years later, it doesn't look worse at all. It doesn't look aged a day, his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Spider-Man, you know, it's, they, they, they made the adjustment of making like electronic eyes. So yeah. those could move, which is kind of smart. You, you but, don't have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. But they're obsessed with explaining it. Right. But, but I, I yeah, I, I just, I, I like how they did it. And I wish, I, I guess I hope in this future Spider-Man movie, they would do that because, uh, the original Spider-Man movies, I think the costume looks amazing. Probably the best. I think, yeah, I think Toby looks incredible in it. Like, it all looks great. And he's just straight up, like, wearing a mask. They're not doing CGI on that mask. No, yeah. but, uh, but imagine if they did have that capability mm-hmm. to, yeah. to touch it. So what I think is, like, if you could marry those two things, like they did in Deadpool, with another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, we'd get, like, the perfect expressions of yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, that'd and be you cool. don't have to add like electronic sounds every time the eyes move. I was trying to think. Iron Man also has a mask, but we can see, we always metal. See, we always that's... see though uh, Robert Downey's yeah. face on the inside. Um, but that's kind of it though, with characters wearing masks, like yeah. Avengers. Yeah, because a lot like Daredevil, you know, his mouth like is free. You know, yeah. and Batman, his mouth is free. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm sure we could think of more if we like really just interesting thought about it. But yeah, I, I it's doable though, and yeah. and 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 I mean the Spider-Man movies are really successful, and they didn't do any touch up on the face, so you could also just do that because mm-hmm. I I just the the tactical suit just looks great uh and 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 you know having like every marvel actor have to like not wear a costume i get it i get it on a technical level but it is kind of like you know it's like that thing in like the ant-man movies when the mask goes on and off and you can just so tell that they never had a mask on to begin with or that like clear visor above their head is like it's clearly fake yeah you know so they could work on it. I know. They could they could work on it. Whoever directs Spider-Man 4, make it happen, okay? Yeah. Talk to Tim Miller, the director of this movie, make it happen. Uh, I will say yeah. the Ryan Reynolds of it all. Yes, um, let's talk about that. There I, I've not read a Deadpool comic, so but but that being said, I, I truly can't imagine another person playing this character. And I think prior to the movie even like coming out and you're just slowly hearing things about the movie. And how hard it was to get made. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. It's like, oh, I want this so bad for him. Yeah. Just like I want Channing Tatum to <laughs> to get that one character. It's just like he's wanted, Ryan Reynolds has wanted for so long. Uh-huh. And he was able to do it one time and it didn't, it was bad. So I'm like, yeah. always felt like, give it, let him try again. It's just so great. So happy for him to get to do this. So glad it's successful. Um, I, Watching this again, this movie completely holds up, and it's so hilarious. I am just tired of right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that is a me thing. That is not his fault. I just want to not not to, but but in mem in memory of Shane O'Hara, I just want to invoke Shane O'Hara Memorial here uh, because we're we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, and we had the nearly fight on well, our Hobbs and Shaw. You episode. had a fight, and Shane and I were just there to <laughs> observe. So Shane, we are now rediscussing uh Ryan Reynolds, and so I hope you enjoy this discussion. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I think that I he actually didn't bother me in this movie at yeah. all. Yeah. Um but I, I think I think what I still can't quite like find a perfect like allegory or like another actor that's like this, but you know, when I was younger, it was always like if an actor acts similar in another movie, I thought they sucked at acting. Okay. But it's fine if you have a thing. And okay. I like that. Um, I mean, if I was an actor, for example, it'd be great if I was just had like a thing. Like he always so kind of like plays these types of character. Actor. Yes. Yeah. And more and more, I realize like sometimes those are the real saving graces of mm-hmm. movies, you know, like um, Margot Martindale. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I, I like a classic example I think of that my mind has changed. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. But like banging and yelling in all of your movies is great and I love it and I always want to see it. But it's like that's not always as hard as like just hanging out in a movie and like not having an, a huge emotional response. You know, yeah. his characters are always so big and so emotional. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. And that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, but having said all that, I, I just don't know what the fine line is where it's like Ryan Reynolds has become Deadpool. And so in these movies, I like it. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. It's appropriate. It works. But when he shows up in Hobbs and Shaw and he's Deadpool, I'm like, no, thank you. 
And then yeah. when he shows up in Red Notice, which I will never watch, uh, someone would have to threaten my life for me to watch that movie. But the th- clips I've seen, it's like he's playing Deadpool. Even even him showing up in that bullet train cameo where he says nothing, it's like this is so Deadpool that he's in this and not saying anything and looking at the camera. That being said, uh, he was well casted and spirited. That he was because he was a uh, he was the Scrooge, and they well, were able to kind of yeah. play on the Deadpool persona in a way. Yeah. And I, I thought that that was well casted. I did too, and I, he didn't bother me in that either. Yeah, but he has gotten to a point where, like, but but yeah, I'm at a point where I'm like, but can you do anything else at this point, dude? Yeah, I, I've seen him in chick flicks. Yeah, and, like that. He's definitely maybe, and I like it's been years since I've seen that movie. He knows one time, but I know right. he wasn't acting like this. Yeah, so it's almost like maybe do a chick flick. Just throw one in there. Have some yeah. fun, low, it, low stakes. And I think he just has different. a look where he always, he does have to be a sardonic, sarcastic guy. Like, he does have to be that in his movies. But And I think for a long time, and even continues to this day, he has gotten by on, he is hot, uh-huh. and but, but he's got a sense of humor, but like a twisted sense of humor to him. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. For me, I'm, d- I'm done with it, dude. Yeah. We know that about you. Let's yeah. do something else now is what I what, need. And one thing I think I invoked in the Hobbs and Shaw episode is that I I do feel like a lot of times his improv sounds like someone who thinks they're good at improv. Okay. You know? But in this movie, there's so much improv, and it's it's really good. Is there improv for this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was reading that, like, often the only reason they would stop doing scenes was because they were running out of time. Oh, and they okay. needed to move on, but they'd you know shoot like fifteen takes and get like Whoa, fifteen different that jokes. Fun. And of course, they're not all funny. Yeah. Like, uh, but but part of it is that Deadpool is immature. So like the jokes that aren't funny, it's like yeah, but that's what he would say and mm-hmm. do. Um, but no, he is funny. He is a comedian. He can improvise and stuff. Like if he was ever on Comedy Bang Bang, I'm sure I would think he's hilarious oh, the whole I'm time sure. through. Well, the fact that him and Rob Mickelhenny are friends makes him a little bit more likable for me too. Yeah, and I don't dislike him. You, even him paying the writers, I know, for the writers I know. To be on set that that's a boss move. It is, yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, I think I think the difference maybe that I'm realizing is that I don't mind if he's the sarcastic character, like he is in Spirited. But I want, I I don't want him to know he's in a movie in every movie he's in. Yeah, I think that's, that's a big what thing. I don't like. Uh, because Deadpool knows he's in a movie, obviously that's the, like the, mm-hmm. why you go see the movie and that works. But to have every movie where he's like Hobbs and Shaw, huh? That's crazy, isn't it? And nearly looking at the camera and it's like, that shouldn't be in this movie. You shouldn't be breaking the fourth wall. And I know he doesn't literally, but his characters all know they're in movies. Yeah. Um, that's why they made free guy. <laughs> oh Yeah. Which I'm sure... Which I've heard is good. I have too. Um, I've also heard... I've heard it's really good, and I've heard it's, like, unwatchable. Oh, really? By by varying different... Like, enough of a different type of people that I have no idea what I would think if I would watch it. Well, that's it. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but the clips I've seen make me feel like I wouldn't like it. Yeah. But now that I'm feeling a little bit better about Ryan Reynolds again, maybe I could. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um... But yeah, so back to the movie. Colossus and Negasonic go to help. Teenage Warhead. 
Teenage Warhead. Yes. They go to recruit Deadpool into the X-Men. Yes. And um, So he's about to kill um, Francis. But before he does that, he says, I have 12 bullets. Yeah. And he shoots everybody. It's very violent. It's crazy. And I was astounded because the director of Deadpool 2 is David Leach. And he does this exact same thing in Bullet Train. No, he did. Oh, they're gonna say Deadpool too. No, no, in in Bullet Train. And but I was he like, do it the same style. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's, what scene in the movie? So it's um, it's uh, Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Taylor Marshall, Marshall Taylor, Ta- Marshall Taylor, Soldier Spy, <laughs> uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. And they're like, oh man, remember that job we had? Uh. And, and oh, you know what it is? They're saying they're saying we killed twenty one people, and they're like, and I think one of them's like, no, I think we killed twenty five. And then they go, let's see, and they're talking, and then it goes back, and they'll like shoot someone, look at the camera, and be like four, five, oh, right, right, six. right. And uh, I did like that scene in Bullet Train, uh, but it was kind of like, whoa, dude, you're a little close to the material to just oh, rip that's this why off. Ryan exactly. Reynolds showed his face in that movie. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So annoying. I know. Yeah, that's interesting. It And, I mean, if, if you're going to just... I said this on the Bullet Train episode, but if you're going to have a weird cameo that's wordless, make it something that looks funny, even if you don't know who the actor is. And it, the, the fact that... I, I mean, I can't be the only person... Before we even saw that it was Ryan Reynolds, I knew it was going to be him. Yeah, like, you, like it was yeah, too, yeah. it was too spot on. If you want to hear our episode on Bullet Train, go to patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. Link in the episode notes. It's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a good movie. It's fun. Yeah. But but I, I still think they should have chose someone like Danny DeVito or something. That <laughs> that when they walk like if you want a joke, <laughs> yeah, if you want a that joke. That would be way funnier. If you don't want a joke, who cares who you cast? Or but Paul they, Giamatti. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but they play it like it's a joke. Yeah. So, so you should choose someone that not only has a personality that makes it funny, okay, Ryan Reynolds, check, but also someone who, when they walk out, it's unexpected and they look funny. Yes. And that's why Danny DeVito would be perfect for yes. it. Yes. Because he would walk out and you'd be like, that's the master He'd assassin? He'd chewing on some sausages. <laughs> yeah. That would be really funny. Just as Frank Reynolds. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Then we find out that this is a love story. That's what Deadpool mm-hmm. tells us, which I think this is very clever. Also, the movie came out like a couple days before or after Valentine's Day. He said day, February so, 12th. Yeah, so two days before Valentine's Day, four days before two days after Valentine's Day. Ugh. <laughs> um, so then this is when we – okay, so then that's the scene where he – this pizza delivery guy yeah. goes the very funny scene goes to the it's delivering pizza and this dude wearing bedazzled jeans what a loser guy is so confused because he didn't order the pizza well it's because deadpool is in this apartment yeah why is he in this apartment he doesn't know who this guy is then you're like oh we learn he's a mercenary people hire him to do dirty work and and this is a funny scene and and i i think it's a good like little reversal mm-hmm because you're, you you don't expect that he's there to see the pizza guy and yeah. he order so like why and and this speaks to like the humor of Deadpool as a character where it's like why did he go to this guy's house who didn't order a pizza for so, other the only reason is he probably <laughs> saw this guy on the street and those jeans and was like this guy's a douche I'm gonna follow him home yeah and teach him a lesson while also doing my job that's probably what happened I mean that's that's a good bit 
Yeah, it was good. That, what is this? An episode of Good Bits? It's not that show. I think it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he does that. So we, so, okay, so Deadpool or Wade Wilson was a, uh, was in the army or whatever. He was in the military in Afghanistan. He was like a special forces person. Is that what they say in this movie? I'm kind of asking you. I think that's what they say. Okay. Sure. And has since <laughs> then come back home and is just doing this, like, this kind of work. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's what it is. So one thing I think we said in others, which probably had people pulling their hair out uh, with these, is I think that I had thought that in this movie they, they didn't just make jokes about X-Men Origins. I thought they literally were like, like kind of undid it in a yeah, me way too. or like justified it in some way. They completely disregard it. Yeah. Which, which I kind of think is a good move. Yeah. Um, they yeah. make fun of Wolverine more than like the whole movie, than the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know like on a, on like a nerd level, it doesn't make sense, but uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. And also you could argue that that was just the X like 23 or whatever it was called. Not X23, but... Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I had mentioned uh, uh, Jacob Tarando, who listens to this podcast, he he did issue a correction, which was that in X2, they were using uh, uh, con- mind control fluid, and they weren't neutering their powers. Neutering their so, powers. So I'm, I'm giving you credit. I told him, you're going to... He- you'll hear a correction... Maybe far after that, and I said, came out. I said, the soonest episode you would hear it is Deadpool if I remember. Well, and I remember, so I'm I'm gonna give it to you. Uh, so there's your no prize. Okay, so he uh, is there because the pizza guy is stalking this girl who has hired Deadpool to teach him a lesson, teaches the guy a lesson, and then we learn he kind of has a soft spot. He he's this big yeah. jokey guy can't take anything seriously. But he did this job for this like I mean presumably teenage girl who was in distress because this boy was stalking her uh-huh. for no money. Yeah. So that I, that's a sweet touch. Yeah. And then he goes. And, and he's very clear that he's not a hero. Yeah. Throughout throughout the movie, but especially in that scene. Which this movie it actually works. Yeah. This isn't like Black Adam. Remember how he keeps on. No, I mean it's not especially because this the whole story is so personal too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also <laughs> just thinking for any listeners of Comedy Bang Bang, it's just so funny that Scott in the past like year, uh, whenever someone's like, I have some news for you, and he's like, Has the balance of the DC universe shifted again because of Black Adam? <laughs> it's very funny. Um <laughs> Then he goes to so then Deadpool goes to Sister Margaret's, which is uh, a bar, and that's where Weasel is played by TJ Miller. And we find out that uh, it's also where he meets Vanessa, mm-hmm. and that's where the love story begins. Mm-hmm. And they they bond over pretending ski that ball. they have worse lives. Oh yeah, and they play ski ball, and then they have calendar sex, mm-hmm. the calendar sex montage, which tell which I mean story wise shows the passage of time in their relationship. Yeah, and and you know I think if you listen to this podcast for very long, you know that Jordan and I, uh, you know, we're not always like pro on doing sex scenes and stuff like that but i will say great bit great bit where you're seeing graphic sex and then all of a sudden it cuts to because they keep on being like 
they'll be having sex and then they'll say like happy international women's day or something or happy this day or thanksgiving or whatever and then it cuts to them sitting fully clothed (laughs) reading books (laughs) they look at each other and smile and say happy lent that's funny that's funny (laughs) yeah that is a good bit is this an episode of good bits okay fine (laughs) i think it is um yeah so i have to point that out um and then he is i I, i'm kind of blazing through is that okay yeah because then he's diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. Um, well he proposes to her yes and then immediately is diagnosed with cancer like bad cancer like it's all in his body it's too late he gonna die Uh uh-huh and and so then he's like things are hopeless dunzo cut to him back on the freeway and that's when he gets francis he attacks him but then colossus and negasonic catch up to him yeah um yeah. To stop him because he's killing all these people. And and they they want him to be an X-Men, so I think they want to want him to be a good person. Yeah. It's almost like he's he's mostly Colossus, but he's like Colossus's project. Yeah, yeah. So, he's trying to prevent him from killing another person. Yeah. Which is Francis. Um and having having Colossus in this movie is a smart move because he's so pure. Yeah. Uh, is he pure in the comics? I'm assuming. From what I've read, yeah, 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 very much so. And and so having him teamed up with, you know, just like this ultimate amoral bad guy with someone who's like, we must fight for the good of all mankind is good. Yeah. That's just classic comedy hijinks. Yeah. Back when Charlie Chaplin was still running the game. <laughs> so he is um, taken away by Colossus, but Deadpool cuts off his own hand to not be captured and runs yeah. away. Yeah. And then he, and, and then Francis he gets escapes away. the freeway. Yeah. Um, do you think Charlie Chaplin would have liked this movie? Um, no, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would have, but I think Buster Keaton would have loved it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then, then we're back at the old timeline and he meets this guy at a bar who is, one of the best creepy performances I've seen in it a while. He looks like a baby. He did great. And there is that great bit where he's like, where when he's leaving, because he turns down his offer, the guy says they like cure him of cancer. And he goes, oh, and you might want to be careful because this bar is 500. It's it's within 500 feet of a school. Yeah. And then the joke after that, I thought was very funny too, where he goes back to the bar and he says to TJ, his drinks are on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he is... Like, he's sitting there thinking, and he he can't sleep because he thinks he needs to leave and just not not let Vanessa see him deteriorate. He can't he can't see her die. Yeah, he can't. No, he let doesn't her want her to see, see him, him die. Yeah. Um, and he, this is his one he last. Wants her hope. to remember the good times. Yes. Um. So his one last hope is let's just take this creepy man up on his offer. Yeah. And this entails being experimented on. Um, so this was super interesting. Yeah. That I just didn't, I just kind of forgot about these details. So he, they, they promise they can cure him of cancer, but what they're really doing is experimenting on him and other people to basically try and activate dormant mutant genes within them. That's a good plot. That's cool. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the other thing that I'll, I think this ties in with what you're saying. Um, I do think this movie, if you took out all of the humor, uh, it still works. 
Yeah. It's like a good it's like a good plot. Yeah. And it's a compelling story. I almost wish which I'm I've no complaints on the story. Yeah. But at one point he's still going on undergoing experiments and stuff and at one point Francis is telling him like you think that you just get to leave when you're done? Like you we're, yeah, we're creating yeah. slaves uh-huh. here. And I almost wanted to see what that meant. Yeah. A- after they were done with their experiments and activated a mutant gene. You know? Yeah, that's it's wait. Sorry. What did you say? I just you... want to know what what happens after the experiment. Oh, they sell them as slaves. Remember? No, I know, but I want to know what that looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You listening to a word I'm saying? Sorry, I was trying to look up a reference to something that we you and I didn't understand in this movie because his hand gets cut off. And as he's holding up his hand, he says, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And I knew that was a play. It's a book, actually. Oh, and uh, this is the title of a book wherein the central theme of the story is a teenage girl getting her first period. Oh, I think they made a movie not that long ago. Uh, I think they made a movie that's coming out. Oh, okay. Is what I think. Those who did, however, know that the story is about a girl coming to terms with puberty and everything that comes with coming of age, Wade's injuries, womanhood. You do the math. That's funny. Yeah, I guess. I don't think that's an episode of Good Bits. Okay, but you also don't know what that book is, so it's well, kind of on you. It seems like everyone's just saying, like, he had blood, and then he's like, period. That's the joke. So. Anyway, so he's being experimented <laughs> on along with these other people. They they inject him with a bunch of crap, and then they start basically torturing him to see if any of these pain responses will will cause that mutant gene to come out and exhibit yeah. whatever it is. Um, but of course, no matter how much pain he goes through, Wade is still insufferable and mean and funny. Um, Please don't make the suit green or animated. Yeah. That's funny. That they put him in this tank that basically keeps him... He, he, is, he is barely suffocating and barely breathing at the same time. Yeah. That sounds like the choker from Matilda, and that's so hard for me. It's I had to like remind myself to breathe. Tell me about the choker and Matilda. Okay, well, I I hope I'm not misremembering this. Uh huh. But okay, well, the movie Matilda, not the new one that came out, the the one with Mara Wilson, was so scary to me as a kid. I I, I always like freaked out whenever that movie was on. Um, because for my memory at the school that she went to, she went to the school and it, the, the headmistress was like one of the scariest adults ever put on film. Yeah. And not only that, her parents were also terrible people. So already I, I always already like hated this movie cause her parents were mean that if any kid was unruly, they were sent to the choker room and you never saw it. Uh, uh-huh. so it's just this like scary room that they never showed in the movie. They didn't show and it at all. All you can do is think about it. Yeah. That's my memory. Yeah, that sounds bad. And I, I actually, as since becoming, well, I, I saw, I watched the movie in college and it was the first time I'd seen it since high school or since being a child. And I was like, wow, this movie is so scary still. <laughs> um, that I, I am still curious about it. Like, I haven't looked it up since. What then. the room is? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What, so, oh, okay. <laughs> we're in our literary corner right now, where we're we're checking out what the uh, what the book references are. Um, wait. So you said you hated it. I hated it. But but you don't mean like you didn't you don't mean like oh my gosh it was so scary I didn't like it. 
uh, like, but it was fun to look at. You mean like you didn't like to watch it when you were a kid? Actually. I didn't like, but I didn't like to lo- watch it. But I had seen that movie more than a few times when I was a kid for some okay, reason. Okay, yeah. Um, but it always scared me so bad. Okay, yeah. the Chokey is a torture device featured in the book and film versions of Matilda, and you know this is Roald Dahl. Oh right, right. Uh, it resembles an Iron Maiden. So uh, there is a, a shot where the a door opens, and all you see are these nails. But, but it's not Yikes. literally an Iron Maiden. Maiden. It's designed to be narrow that no one can sit or squat while in it. Its measurement is said to be 10 inches and is filled with broken glass sticking out in the walls with nails on the door. The device was one of many dreaded my, by students as anyone in prison who tries to wobble will either be spiked by the glass or the nails. Yeah, that's not so good. Agatha Tr- Trunchbull, the headmistress, uses this device during her tenure as principal um, whenever the children break the rules. They're kept. The students are kept in the chokey all day. This makes me scared. Right. And I'm not even reading or watching the movie. Right. So, is do you think that's his scariest? And this story? is why. This is why Matilda is. I can't remember if this is in the movie or just the book. Uh. But Matilda is placed in the chokey due to her father selling Trunchbull a defective car. Oh yikes! So that's how evil that lady is. Yeah. Can I do? Can I do what everyone does with Stephen King? That's silly. What? And Roald Dahl must have had the sickest childhood <laughs> in his life. How do you even come up with that kind of stuff? For those yeah. who don't know, it's very funny. Uh, Jordan and I are big Stephen King fans, of course. And if you read interviews or watch interviews with him or whatever, you'll you'll hear him talk about how he's just always asked about how he could come up with the most twisted stuff. He must be so weird and gross. And he's always like, I just have an imagination. I had a good childhood. I had good parents. <laughs> I just have an imagination. That's all. One of his books is not about his life experience, but a person that he went to schools with life experience. Meaning he had quite a normal life uh-huh. that he didn't even put his life to a book. He put someone else's life to a book. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Carrie. Oh yeah. 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 Oh wow. That was like a reveal. What you just said. <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard about that? I'm sure you told me, but I, I didn't remember. It's Yeah. It's like it kind of like the the character is inspired by someone he went to high school with. Oh, interesting. And came from like a very bad situation, and she often wore the same clothes every day, and was not like not cl- clean ever. Yeah, and was always made fun of. Yeah, always bullied like crazy, and yeah. like no one ever saved her. You know what I mean? Uh huh. She just like it was like a cycle. Dang, that's crazy. Um. I think like uber religious. Yeah. Like and Gary. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just a funny, funny thing. And it's, you know, that thing I always say that I don't know if I've said on the podcast, but it's always cracks me up when people say things like you couldn't make that up because then I'm always like, I don't know. Have you ever read Lord of the Rings? It's crazy. <laughs> Someone made that up, you know? And it's yeah. always when it's, it's always something like I saw someone at the store the other day that I knew from 10 years ago and they bought the same thing I did and we ran into each other and I'm like, I could make that up. <laughs> so yeah, you could make this up. It's like, Oh, you just couldn't make this You're up. You're a real annoying guy. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit ornery <laughs> for the folks at home. I just put my hands behind my head and I'm <laughs> leaning backward now, but not too far. Cause I don't want to mess up the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they put them in the oxygen tube and then I wrote, lack of oxygen kill his skin, kills his skin. And then I wrote, no, it's a mutation because <laughs> they clarify that that's the mutation. 
okay. activation. Okay, that I was a little confused about. Yeah. So it, that that signifies that his mutant gene is now active, which means that if his mutant gene was activated naturally, that's yeah. what he would look like. I don't know, because this is such an experimental thing. I mean, maybe it could have been activated another way. This could just be a side effect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then and then he's able to break out because, rookie mistake, you can't be bringing matches around when there's an, o- an oxygen situation. What so, a dummy. So Mandalorian has matches, and he is able to sneak one away lights a fire things blow up and he can regenerate now so it doesn't kill him or anything like that Mm -hmm. although he doesn't know that Mm um and then he fights uh what's his face francis yeah i'm not remembering his name which they make a big deal about why why is it through okay but this is what i was i got a little lost i did too oh okay but go ahead go ahead well because okay so when we first get to this experimental scene or experiment stuff um at some point Deadpool's like, your name's Francis. And and the guy is like super offended that he would know his name. Yeah. And I think like, I guess it's easy to get under this guy's skin. But well, then so, like throughout well, the- Well, wait, hang on. Let's go one at a time. Because I, 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 think, I think his motive here makes sense to me where he's like, oh my gosh, you found out who I am. This is like supposed to be a secret thing. Okay. No one's supposed to know who I am. You shouldn't know my name. Okay. I think it's that. Okay. Okay, keep going. But then throughout the movie after that, his like bad guy thing is what's my name? Say yeah. my name. Call me by your name. <laughs> and I mean this is after Breaking Bad had come out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're going to drop say my name Man, when I saw I got this ad today. Well, Aaron Paul posted it, but it's a commercial for like Doritos Poppers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I thought this was headed. <laughs> and it is a Breaking Bad. It, it is Jesse and Walt in the RV. They're not making meth. They're making these like Dorito poppers. It's and it's like, Brian Cranston chips. too. It's Brian Cranston, and it is convoluted to the max. It's almost like I well, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll show you after because then that's convoluted, uh-huh. and then it cuts to they're selling it uh-huh. to who Tuco, uh-huh. who does his whole like like the actor the too? actor Tuco. <laughs> And then he, he's kind of like, how did you guys make this? Or, or like, or no, I think he's like, do you guys have any, like any other kinds like this? And then Aaron Paul's like, there are several original flavors. <laughs> so it's just like, so convoluted. <laughs> it's so weird. That is pretty weird. I cannot wait till we got to, <laughs> we got to end this podcast faster because I got to see that. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Francis, but like after this, he's like, what's my name? And and I don't really get it. I got to say. Yeah. I feel like I missed the second time he did it. Like I was writing a note or something. Yeah, because me, me it, too. Because throughout the movie, I I can't understand if he wants him to not call him Francis or if he wants him to call him if Francis. He's like egging him on or something. Because he has such a reaction to him finding it out. Yeah. I and then know. the next time, what's my name? And I think he says Francis. And then... When he's getting put under the oxygen, he's like, I don't know, or something. And so I thought, oh, he's trying to get him to forget his name. But then he chases him down the whole movie. And, and then at the end, name. he's like, what's my name? And then he goes, I'm going to smell it. Spell it out for you. I'm going to smell it out for you. Yeah. So that bit doesn't work for me. Yeah. But. Hmm. 
but he breaks out. Well, he, yeah. So he busts out, but fight, fights Francis, yeah. burns down the building. He gets speared, but he survives because he can regenerate. Yeah. Or accelerated healing. I think the fight is pretty cool. Yeah. And emotional. And, and I think the effects are actually a lot better than I remembered them in my head. Yeah. The fire and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's naked. Yeah. Good use of nudity. I think it works. Um, and then uh, he follows Vanessa, but he doesn't have the courage to tell her. Because he looks like a monster now. Yeah. And he goes to TJ, who does like a nice little tight five about how ugly he is. That's mm-hmm. pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come up with Deadpool, the name. Yeah. And it, that's a pretty funny moment because they dolly in on him as he sees the word Deadpool. And he goes, Captain Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, just Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah just Deadpool. That's good. Uh, I have a note that says, Mr. Never Did. So I think something <laughs> auto-corrected, Whoops. and I don't know what it was. This happens so often, folks, where I am I type, but I'm watching yeah. the movie, and so I'll look back on the notes, and I'm like, not a clue. Yeah. Not a clue. My thumb slipped or something, and I didn't well, get we that. we thank you for your service. Yeah. Remember that time when you did the notes for an, <laughs> an episode? Yeah, for uh, the second Speed movie. Yeah, you, like, owed me. You were yeah. like, you were like, okay, I, I not owed me. That sounds so weird. But you were like, if we don't record tonight or something like that, the next episode, I'll keep notes or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, and then you, you, you couldn't really do it. I was pretty bad at it. But also, I've had, uh, you know, 200 episodes to, yeah, get it down. And here I am talking about Mister Never Die. <laughs> uh. Then we have, like, the montage of him going and killing everyone to find Francis. Okay. Uh, and there's an original song that's being played where people are rapping yeah, who, about who Deadpool. Yeah, who is it? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I, I will look, it, to up, look it up. But it reminded me of, like, old school, like, 90s comedies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, that's a good move. Yeah. Great, great section. Great montage. Loved it. Yeah, and, and there's, the, there's the Zamboni. The Zamboni one is very funny. It's very funny. Um, this is by Tom Headkick. Well, good job, Tom. And the song is called Deadpool Rap X-Force Remix from Deadpool 2. Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Never Maybe mind. Maybe they repurpose it. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm looking at the Deadpool one now, though. Okay, keep keep talking, though. I kind of am forgetting other ones that he's doing. He fights... Uh, Oh, it girls? is called Deadpool Rap. Okay. Tom Headkick. And then, yeah, they remix it for the next movie. Yeah. So, sorry. No, it's okay. So then he finds Francis, and then we're, like, back caught up with the first scene. Of yeah, the now movie. we're, like, caught up, caught up. Caught up, yeah. Um, This is when I it finally wait, dawned wait, on me. He's trying to find Francis because Francis says he is the only person who can restore his looks. Yeah, he can make him look hot again. Mm-hmm. Um. And this was the the moment when I was sitting there and I was like, I cannot believe that I am on the application Disney Plus watching this movie. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy because their whole thing is like they wanted to make like a family friendly app and they have Deadpool and Deadpool 2 on their app, which is wild to me. I'm happy about it. And I think they should have. I don't their remember stuff on Deadpool there, but... 2 being as raunchy. But I've only seen that one once. I kind of feel like Deadpool 2 is like, kind of like, not as raunchy, but they're like, what if we said 
like more imma- even more immature stuff. Yeah. Like less funny jokes and more of like when he's telling not funny jokes that are funny because he's immature. Yeah. It's what I remember. I mean, in three weeks, you'll know what I think about it mm-hmm. with the, maybe an intermission of Fast and Furious. I don't know. Probably not, though. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> and so, okay. Then he catches the guy who was at the bar who offered him the whole thing, turns the camera away because he wants to kill him in a certain way and he doesn't want us to see. I like that. And then uh, he, we meet his roommate, Al, the blind woman. Yep. And he has the tiny baby hand. I I love that they're arguing about Ikea stuff the whole time. Funny. Uh, the tiny baby hand, I remember when I saw it in theaters, great bit. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic visual bit, though, where you remember it every time, so it's never funny, like sure, the first time. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, that's not uh, the movie's fault, but yeah. Um, He does make a funny joke where he says, you think Ryan Reynolds got this far in his superior acting ability <laughs> when they're talking about looks? Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, I wrote, wrestler name is Angel Dust? Yeah. And I know that's a comic book thing, but you can't have three characters with the name Angel. Well, you have Angel from X-Men, and then there was another X-Men movie we were watching. Oh, yeah. Zoe Kravitz's name was Angel in that movie. Oh, yeah. And then you're doing Angel Dust? No, thank you. Yeah. You got to clean it up. Yeah. You don't have have Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and (laughs) Spider-Man. Unless it's into the Spider-Verse. But even then, they have different names. Yeah. That's not cool. Um, and then finally, Stanley is finally like we're at the end of the movie. Stanley cameos at the strip club. Yeah. Which the first time I saw it made me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then every other time. And then the bad guys <laughs> kidnap Vanessa. Yeah. And then I also wrote daylight battle. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so he teams up with Colossus and Negasonic teenage warhead. Yeah. Um, he says it's almost like the studio can't afford to get another X-Men. So says Deadpool. Very funny. Yeah. her. I like her powers. Yeah, I like the sound they make. Yeah. That's not how they sound. Nope, but it was cool. <laughs> She's like bursts of energy. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we're kind of at the end. You know, big battle, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, like Elaine says in Seinfeld, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But, well, Elaine doesn't say it, but yeah. She says it at some point. Oh, George's girlfriend says it. But they all say it. Okay, yeah. But and I remember Elaine saying it most. It's just that's the catalyst. That's the catalyst for yeah, the episode. Okay. But you're uh, right. You're right. Yeah. You 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 skipped the best part. No, I mentioned the bis. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yes. Yeah, so one thing. And this is a, this is another thing that studios should know, and I think they usually do actually. But this is a classic example of the wrestler role in a movie, and a great example of it where Mandalorian girl is in this movie and here's what you do. You cast a wrestler. You want an imposing person. You don't give them a bunch of dialogue. You give them like four lines and you make them be imposing and use their body in the way that they're used to using it. And that is a classic. I've never put it together, but it's like, yeah, that's the way you start having wrestlers in movies and how like a lot of people do it. It's unusual that a James Gunn is like, hey, I'm hiring Dave Bautista. And he's going to be the emotional core. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, he's he's on a different level than these guys. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, remember when, remember the stories you heard when they casted Dave Bautista and he hadn't like wrestling was like what he, well, he's been in movies before yeah. that, but not, not huge things. And he took acting classes yeah. for it. And it's like, Oh, it's so cute. I know. I know. And now he's, he is the best wrestler actor for sure. Without a doubt. He carried a uh, knock at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Although Rupert Grant did pretty good too. And so did well, everyone in the movie. Though. And no, I know. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. Uh, but it was just nice to see him. I oh, haven't it was seen him so in so nice long. So nice to see him. It's so nice to know that my my three buds are they're all they're all talented beyond Harry Potter. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um I just hope that this marks like I hope that this is like, oh, this was like the Rupert Grant like renaissance, and then we we get to see more roles like this. It was very strange seeing him in this. I movie. hope we see it more. I think that he fell off for a while because he had a kid. Oh, okay. Good for him. Yeah. When he did have that show on Netflix, you tried to watch. He did, and it was like. a bad show. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this is like okay. We hire maybe he could be the the what Allison Williams is becoming to horror. Uh huh. He can be that to horror as well. Love it. As a as a guy, and they can do a movie together where they go Love to a it. cabin married. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. It's the sky is the limit as far as I'm concerned with these folks. Uh, yes. So they have their big epic battle. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's it's fairly decent action. It's not too long. Hilarious when he's fighting all of the, the cronies and he runs into a guy he knows. Yes, and, and that's good. And earlier in the movie, he talked about how he had like served in Afghanistan, somewhere else, like all the worst places in the world, and Jacksonville. That was very funny. It, yeah, it, and he says they have a great TGI Fridays always there. It's always funny to me when someone dogs on florida i've never even been to florida yeah but it's just it's just funny um by the time this episode comes out you will have been i will to florida. so it might maybe it'll be funnier i'm not going to jacksonville though but in this part of the movie when he runs to this guy maybe he's talking about jacksonville oregon <laughs> no it's too charming but they they he knows them from jacksonville not like they didn't serve together yeah, yeah, yeah. and specifically the tgi fridays yeah and that was just such a funny payoff bob oh my gosh wade yeah. He's like, your your wife's still making that tuna casserole? Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Bad for the waistline, though, if you know what I mean. Just, like, so funny. <laughs> That's when the movie's, like, at its best. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do think that, funny enough, like, I understand that this is a low-budget superhero movie, but it's, like, I, I do feel like, man, if you just scaled back this last scene, though, this movie would really be good. I, I... Because it's pretty, it's a visually it's kind of ugly yeah and it, and yeah. it's just kind of like it's a very the set is just nothing yeah it is so nothing well i don't even understand why they're fighting in a junkyard yeah it doesn't but whatever yeah it's kind of like it comes with the territory but when he has but. francis subdued and he's gonna kill him i i like what colossus says where you have four four to five moments yeah of that those are the moments that make you a hero not your powers or not anything else it's these moments and you decide what you do and wade shoots francis in the head and kills him like you were taking you're waiting on and on (laughs) yeah yeah and then there's a post-credit ferris bueller scene where he makes fun of you for staying in the theaters Mm -hmm. which i thought was very funny when i saw it then thought it was funny now Mm -hmm. and then he says we're gonna have cable in the next movie we just need a guy with the crew top it's pretty should cast itself it would have been so funny if he had said josh brolin oh i know yeah but uh, yeah. Did this we? It's funny. Did we do it? I think we did it. 
I mean, I, I don't know that it can be overstated how much this did kind of usher in a, a, at least a lot more creativity from the get-go. Maybe not the finished product, but I mean, I don't know that Logan gets made without this movie. Really? You think so? I don't think so. Wow. Um, and I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that The Suicide Squad gets made, the James Gunn movie. Yeah. Um, Do you really think so, too, though? I do think that, yeah. Okay. Um, and it, and I'm not just saying it because they're rated R. No, I know. But but just I just Guardians had come out by then. Yeah, but I I think the Suicide Squad would have been a much different movie. Sure, sure. Um, but but of course at the time I think <laughs> Gilmore is trying to itch himself, but he's half under the blanket and half not. But uh, yeah, I I kind of think that that DC maybe would not not be as interested. But mm-hmm. at the but again, they're kind of throwing their hands up in the air, like we don't know what to do. Let's just get James Gunn to run everything. Yeah. Um. So yes, good movie. Next week it is Age of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Or I or is it just called X Men Apocalypse? I think it's don't just called X Men Apocalypse. And on Patreon, if you download it today, uh, you you got access to so much stuff, and and really you really should sign up. It's so fun. We get to do extra stuff, and it supports us, and one day we'll be able to quit our jobs and only do podcasting and music and art, only with your help, though, because art is something in America that uh, is not supported, so, frankly, uh, except for by PBS sponsors like you. <laughs> uh, but this month on Patreon, it's kick-ass. Cool. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll see you next week when we talk about Oscar Isaac. Bye. Bye.